Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Patty, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather in your name, God. We ask that you grow this podcast to the heights and the depths that you see fit, God. We ask that you cover every one of us with your spirit and give us thoughts and understanding and interpretation, God, as you would see fit. We appreciate all that you've done thus far with the podcast, God, and we ask you to do continue to do the same and reach an audience of your desire within your will, God, and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. You've reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're excited to have you on tonight. We're grateful that you stopped by, took a little time out of your day to listen to us talk. We are sitting here together like we do every week. We're starting to kind of grow a relationship. It's pretty cool. One big, giant relationship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I so thought it was like, one big, giant, happy family. That's what I was going to say. Happy family. Unhappy family. We've kind of found out that Casey's a little bit funny. Yeah, she's got a I've little bit of a sense of humor. I've always been funny. You guys just don't have a sense of humor. We're just in denial. <laughs> I'm the funniest person you know, and no. that says a lot for you. No, we're we're uh, we're here tonight. We're she gathered. was looking at me, but I don't know who she was Mark, talking to. Stop interrupting! <laughs> You're interrupting me, rude. Gosh. Now we're we're uh, we're talking tonight. We're gonna put together a nice podcast for you. We got some good ideas. We got some good thoughts. But the first thing we need to do is. Go around the table and see how everyone's doing. And to change it up tonight, we're going to start with me. All right, Bryce. How's your week been? Wonderful. It's been really good. I gonna say you're not getting away with just wonderful. You know better than that. No, I'm not just saying wonderful. Okay. You got to let me finish, Mark. You're okay. in you're very pushy. Let him take his time. So, to honestly talk about my week, we got to go back to last Thursday. Okay. Because it's a week from today. We yeah. need seven full days recap. Thursday was good. We had Bible study together, and then we came down, hit a podcast, knocked it out of the park. We're we're learning how to do this properly, and I think God is guiding us on how to do, kind of get our niche in how we do this and kind of fit our audience, I guess. And it's starting to become so fun. And it's, it's always been fun, but it's becoming more fun, becoming more of like a family thing. Sometimes we get down here and just talk for hours and hours and hours and we're like, oops, we didn't record. <laughs> for a 20-minute podcast, six hours of conversation. <laughs> so with that, I thank God for the relationship that he has built amongst all of us, growing it deeper and confiding in one another and also just being family, basically. Yeah. It's been really cool to experience that. So, and then we get on to Friday and Saturday, because we're not going to bore you with all the all the days, Friday, Saturday, and then we hit Sunday. Good church, good church, really good church. I thoroughly enjoy myself on Sundays. It builds me up, because the week gets, I'm not going to lie to you, it gets long. It's been long the past couple of weeks for myself. I don't know about any of you, but it's been long weeks. It's been kind of tiring and frustrating. But with that, I've also got some confirmation from some, not I wouldn't say spiritual leaders, but people who I confide in and take advice from, you know, and trust their advice and opinion. Some of that advice has been, don't let the enemy steal your joy. Amen. Don't let him take your joy. If the enemy can distract you from what God has created you to do, or has, if he can put a situation in front of you to distract you, he can stop you from what God wants you to do. How do you feel about that? I'd agree with that. Yep. Nope. So my thought is I need to quit worrying and complaining 
and start worshiping, praising, thanking God for the opportunity he has laid before me and say, God, I trust you and I'm going to praise you and I'm going to do what you told me to do. And I haven't been able to fully give myself, kind of give myself over to what I need, what I know I need to be doing. Like, um, praying and fat. I've been praying and fasting. I will say that in this situation type time for me has brought me to a better relationship with that aspect of it. But when it comes to being a part of what's going on, I'm kind of just there. And I think that has a lot to do with what's going on. It's just like, you don't want to take your mind off of the bad things that are happening. But if you continue to look on that and it becomes very bleak, you have a very low look on life and it's like i'm not gonna do that anymore it's all it's up to you it's up to you what you That's look right. at you have a choice you can focus on the problems or you can focus on god it's your choice mm-hmm. and i'm deciding that i'm gonna focus on god there we go mm-hmm. so that's been good for me monday tuesday and wednesday have been good it's just been after after hearing some of that it kind of uplifted my spirit and i'm kind of fired up now so with that we're moving on to casey what you been up to? It's been a good week. Um, Thursday, Friday, I worked like normal. Saturday, Sunday was good. I don't do a whole lot during the week. The most exciting thing that's happened to me is that we had to go into the office today. And we were there for maybe 25, 30 minutes before the power went out. Not just for us, but like for a whole section of Benton Harbor. People didn't have power. And instead of letting us go home and work from home, they made us sit there for like an hour, just in pitch dark. So our office has one row of windows <laughs> on the far wall. So I got paid to sit there and watch TikTok for a while. And then I had to go home and work for a little bit and then have a meeting for the last like four hours of my day. So it was a pretty good rest. Four hour day. meeting? I had two hours of training and then like an hour and a half long meeting afterwards. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It, was, <laughs> it does, doesn't it? If you work with me, turn it down for the next like 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, I just looked at my phone the entire time with my camera off for the training. So <laughs> it wasn't bad. I didn't do a whole lot today and I'll stay proud of that for right now because I still got paid to do it. I got my year increase. So that was nice. Yay. Yeah. But other than that, I went shopping on Tuesday. And that's about all that I've got going on. What sounds about like, you? Sounds like you've been pretty good. It's yeah, it's been good. It hasn't been bad. I think sometimes we take for granted those weeks. Oh yeah, there's nothing are... wrong with no excitement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me, I know. I know. Because mm-hmm. when you get all the excitement you want, you're like, man, I, I wish please, it I just want to on the couch and not do anything. Yeah, I just wish we nothing was going on. But God has, I'm, I firmly believe this and I'll stand on this. God has a plan and a purpose for everything that you go through. Absolutely. 100% would agree with that. There's no doubt in my mind that what happens is ordained by God. Not a bit. If you don't agree with that, sorry. <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm not actually sorry, but no. Betty, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. It's been a great week. I've been through meetings. I've been working. I've been spending time with family. And I've been on a praise kick this week. Um, I've been watching preachers. I've been studying for my sermon on Sunday morning. I've just been praising the Lord because I made a choice too. Yeah. Um, keep my head up. Don't look down. Don't look at circumstances, but to praise through it. Yeah. 
So that's where I am right now. And I'm just like on a praise high. So when I get to work, I'm just still high. <laughs> just hey. Keep going through the day and see who I can minister to. Makes and the day go by faster. It does. It's it's really nice. And I just, I want to continue on one day at a time. One day at a time and see who I can help and give the Lord all the glory for it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a per- being someone like you're saying looking for a necessity or looking for a need to where you can help mm-hmm. but there ain't nothing wrong being helped either yeah you know what i mean being the one that's in the place of need and just someone just comes by and you know for a fact it's ordained by god that oh, someone yeah. stopped by and just said you know what i've been thinking about you and i just wanted to tell you that i love you and actually, i care about you actually i had that happen too and it was really nice it feels so good doesn't <laughs> yeah, it yeah i had that happen actually the other day a client stopped by on her way through, because she, she comes all the way from Kalamazoo to get her hair done in Bangor, passing through to go to South Haven. Yep. And she said, I just wanted to, you to know, and she just talked to me, encouraged me, and she told my daughter, just so you know, you're my witness. I told your mother. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of there was some sort of uplifting when you put that video on of Grandma Marge yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that got me amped up. It's like. It was good. If she has enough in her to say God is good with the situation that she goes through, mm-hmm. what do I have to complain in about? That too. Not yeah. a thing. You know, not saying that she's bad off or anything, no. but she has made up in her mind that whatever comes, come what may, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to praise God till the end. That's yeah. what that that gets me fired up too. Yeah. Cuz I'm like, you can't be down. You got to praise the Lord. Yeah. And then when I'm down, she helps me. So Yeah. Kind of makes you feel ways. like, man, I've been that's lazy. Then <laughs> we need prayer partners. We hey, that's need the we need somebody. Yeah, we need somebody. That's why I said, I told her earlier. I don't know if we recorded it, but I said that's why God sent them out two by two. Yeah, I said because if one fell down, the other one left the other one up. Yep. You know, I said I I really do believe that you that could lean why. into each other. Yep. That's it, why we have to go two by two. Yeah. You need that prayer partner. You need that praise partner. Just someone to be there, mm-hmm. quite honestly, mm-hmm. and just know. Honest, I obviously helps that they pray for you and, and encourage you and uplift you. But at the end of the day, just having someone there. Yep. Loneliness is the biggest killer of people, I think. Oh yeah, he didn't create us to be lonely. No, that was he said. The, it's not good for it's you not to be good. alone. I was about to say that was the only thing before the fall of Adam. before the fall yep. that was in the garden that God said wasn't good. Mm-hmm. For man to be alone. Everything else was good and very good. Man to be alone was not good. I get stupid when I'm alone. I think some of the stupidest things. Then when I'm alone with God, I'm not alone. See, there's a difference between that. I think we need to clarify that being alone with God and being alone by yourself is totally different things. Yes, it is. Because when God's there, it's like sending in these, there's just a feeling of peace, of joy, like a warmth that's around you, like arms are wrapped around mm-hmm. you. Your dad put something on the Lion app yesterday. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. That if you need God to show up, you just have to start praising. I think that's such an important thing mm-hmm. that you're saying that you're doing now mm-hmm. or have been doing. That's your mindset right now is to get up and to mm-hmm. immediately start praising or immediately put on praise music. That yeah. can change your entire day. It does. If it, it not it, you you stated it wrong, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> it, not that it can change your day. It will it, change it will your day. change your day, yes. That's what I meant. Yes, we know. We well, got what you were saying. I know. So that's something I'd encourage people to try. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get up in the mornings and you're not feeling, not feeling it, 
as I would say. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Usually I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning. My body doesn't want to move. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I don't go to bed till 12, 31 o'clock and I'm, I'm not getting that nice long sleep Full. that I need. Right. Right. <laughs> you ever I'm notice like, like uh, the, the difference in music between like sex music? You have music that is uplifting and sounds good and it's happy, but you got music that kind of makes you angry or brings you down, but then yeah. you get to praise and worship music. There's none of it that makes you angry. There's it's none one of effect. it that brings you down. Yeah, it's only uplifting. If little, it is praise and worship music. A little bit of a rabbit trail that we're going to go off, and it's just off that thought. I looked up last night. I was curious. Yeah. Because you know when when Saul had an evil spirit, what did he call David to do? Play music. He called him in to play his harp, and it drove out the evil spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I typed in on, on YouTube. What does David's harp sound like? And they're like, this is the best idea of what a harp of that time could sound like. And it said the frequency of it has something to do internally with you. It's weird. It's some weird science that they have figured out. Like it has something to do with your neurologics of your brain, of the function of your body, what it makes your body do, the frequency of the sound that it puts off. I was like, now that's weird. Oh, it can because you can. Alter but I was listening. Well, I was listening to it, and I was like, "That has to be the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life." Mm-hmm. It was just this random two o'clock in the morning thought I had. I just was, I, I was I fell asleep. Then I woke up, and I'm like, "What does David's heart sound like?" <laughs> I'm serious. I feel sorry for my. I believe no. You. That's that's a deep, it, that's it a is. deep thought. It is, yeah, it is it a is. deep thought. I just woke up and was like, I, I just never thought the, about it. Yeah. yeah, I just mean to wake up the randomly like. You wake up if you get loud. If she wakes up, what is David's harp? What is he talking about? I that's, just assumed it sounded like a harp. To be real, that's yeah. a deep thought. Yeah, but there's different types of harps. I didn't there know are that. Either. Different number of strings, different tunings, depending different on si- where, the yeah. shape of it had to do with it. Everything. The way it was tuned, and it said it was perfectly tuned to go and deviate <clears throat> the neurologics of your body. Mm-hmm. I was like, now that's cool. Yeah, and praise music and worship music gets you in that in that it's realm. The same thing. But yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. It does. You I know, like, I went and prayed over my sister's house with my mom and my sisters this Monday, and we had praise music going on and praying, and um, there wasn't quite the heaviness in the house like I would have thought expected. Yeah, that I expected exactly, yeah. but that was good. <laughs> that was, yeah, that yeah, was so a good that's thing. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. But we, we call that a it win, was even better. Yeah. But I sat there by myself for maybe a half an hour or something, and I just started worshiping the Lord, and I started crying because I could feel the presence of the Lord so strong Coming in there, in. and it was just so beautiful. And I could feel the the inside of me changing, changing, yes. just like you said. And it's just so beautiful how the music does play a, a part of that. So. That's a good thought. That's a deep thought. No, you had. And I just woke up. I'm like, wonder what that actually sounded like. Yeah. Because for what for whatever reason, me and Maya have been watching Bible cartoons. It's called the Superbook. There's they're awesome. Okay. Very real, not realistic, but very well represented stories of the Bible or accounts of the Bible. And somehow it got onto an actual. You know how they used to do like the Book of Acts, and it would be actual people acting it out. Mm-hmm. This one was David, and I'm like, I wonder what that sounds like. And it's it sounds kind of funky, but when you started listening to it, I was like, I know what they're saying because I can feel what they're saying. Hmm. 
I was just going to say, to kind of go with that, to finish off our little rabbit hole and tangent, Yeah, is I can remember reading a study they did a while back of what they found inside the center of atoms that hold it together. Yeah. Is sound. Yeah. Spoken word. Spoken word. Yep. Anyhow, let's move on to Mark. Little rabbit hole we went down. Good rabbit hole. Rab- good rabbit rabbit hole. holes can be good. Some of them get long. Some of them do get long. That one wasn't too bad. Mark, how are you doing this week? I'm doing really well. Um, it's been, for the most part, an uneventful week, just work-wise anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm working at getting better at doing some of the things I do on my iPad and with the some of the software we have, because I kind of, that's where I'm leaning towards is things like that. Yeah. And just trying to find a way to use that for the kingdom. For the kingdom. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be good at what you're trying to do for the Lord. I think you ought to do the best for the God. Mm-hmm. You know, with what you have and the capabilities you have, you ought to not try to quote unquote perfect them, but no, no, but offer you know, God a reasonable sacrifice. Exactly. Yeah. And I like it. It's to that's the stuff that, you know, to me, it's fun. Maybe other people's sitting there with like headphones in and trying to see, okay, how does it sound if I switch it right here? Maybe it doesn't read as fun to a lot of people, but to me, that's interesting and seeing what affects it and clear things up. Like, might be hard to tell for some people if you go back to like some of our older episodes versus the newer ones. I ran our Casey's invitation through that and cleaned it up a little bit more than even what comes with this. And I think it sounds better. Yeah. It sounds a lot clearer to me. So just getting kind of trying to get a handle on that type of stuff. Yeah. That's good. Well, I think we ought to move on to tonight's topic. Yes. Pressing topic in the world as of right now. Israel under attack. Yep. And a lot of the things that we're seeing, it's like we shouldn't be surprised that it's happening. God told us what's going to happen. We say we got the playbook. Yeah, we got the, <laughs> the. It's written down for us. It's like, hey, this is going to happen. But it's it's different when you realize that this is what happens when the t- end of time is coming, and you're seeing it play out on your TV. You know, or whether it be your cell phone or whatever that you're seeing, but you're reading it coming across the news that Israel's being attacked, and it kind of puts you into a weird state of mind where, like, what do I do? Kind of get nervous about it, um, move move on it, pray for Israel. I was like, step one, stand for Israel. That's step one. Yeah. <laughs> well, blessed are those who pray who for bless Israel them. or yeah. bless Israel and cursed are those who curse Israel. Yeah, just just a quick one on that. The ones that are messing with them, not a smart move, guys. No. Not, not, not to play. Not to play. Anyhow, <laughs> I think we're going to kind of touch on the conflict between Israel and and the surrounding nations. Just a little. We're not going super deep or super heavy into that or political. Just kind of a kind of. I want you, Mark, to go and kind of just touch on some of the things that you have found. Don't go super deep. Just kind yeah. of skim across it. Well, for starters, I know a lot of people. If they've read some of the Bible, they understand this kind of goes back to a pair of brothers. Yeah. It, it, it all it is. It's a big family feud. That's all it is. Yeah. Someone grabbed someone's Legos and they didn't ask permission and it turned into, they're not having it. Right. Um, the little brother was the, uh, 
was right. <laughs> yeah, and was chosen. <laughs> was chosen. So, like, I looked up some things. So, the brothers in question, it's, it's Isaac and Ishmael. Yep. Which, if you want to read about it, it's all through the um, Book of Genesis. Book of Genesis and many other areas, but... Just to compare the two of them a little bit. So they're both, they were both called, they both can be great nations. That was a promise. It wasn't just because one wasn't the one that was supposed to be for everything. Yeah. He didn't get discarded. He still had, I found he had, he had 12 sons. He became a nation. That's Ishmael. Yeah. He, he was not left out in the wild alone. Right. It wasn't just, you know, completely discarded and thrown away. No, it's like, okay. I think when you look at that way, if you look at when it says, you know, that Abraham's going to be a father of many nations, well, he can't be a father of many nations if it just comes to the one son. Right. To have many, you have to have more than one. Two sons, two nations. Yeah. And the one with 12 sons, many nations that came off of even those. With that being said, you said they're both, they were both have, have promises. They both had promises. And, and one thing I think it's important to note, if God promises something, he will stand by that promise. Yeah. And they're a picture, both are a picture in how we respond to God too. Yeah. Like I put it in here that we know if you read into the accounts, Isaac was the son of promise. Yep. And I also wrote him as the son of faith. Yep. Because that was when they actually trusted what God said and they did it the right way. Yep. And the way I put it for Ishmael was he was the son of the flesh. We were gotten away ourselves because he was also the son of impatience. Yep. They didn't want to wait. Right. We've but, gotten to that position a lot ourselves, um, trying to figure out what God God's prom, God has promised you something, Yep, and you go ahead and do what you think God, kind of fill the steps that God, that you think God would go out and do. Yeah. I keep, like, well, let me help you out with that. Yeah. I, I, whenever we get on something like that, I keep hearing the Steve Harvey quote, you can't ask God to bless you and then proceed to tell him how he's going to do it. Right. That ain't how things work. <laughs> You know, we get impatient, get silly, and start, and we make a big mess out of things. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. The other thing, only really, other thing I was going to say is that, unlike somehow some fuse are, and like how these descendants of them are doing, at some point they did reconcile and start getting along again. They yeah, went, Genesis chapter twenty-five. Yep, twenty-five verse nine, because it talks about where they got back together and they buried their father and that was kind of the end of it. Yep. And even the others, the other family, they had lots of family issues <laughs> through yeah. different generations, same yep. issue, different different people, right? But and now we're now we're at today. And now we're at today they're still fighting, still fighting. If they'd have listened to their daddies, their daddies got back along. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, kind of touching on the problem that is at hand, where does it put us? What do we need to do? Pay attention. Get prepared. Get prepared. You know, knowing what we know that's going on, knowing what we know that the Bible says about the last days, knowing what the Bible says is the signs of the second coming or the second return of Jesus Christ, what should we do? Get ready. Casey? I think we pretty well covered it. Yeah, get, get ready. ready. I just I just wanted to hear you say get ready. That's all. Oh, okay. In your mind, Casey, Casey, this one's just for you. In your mind, what would you do to get ready for Jesus' second return? 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm hitting you on the spot. What I had to laugh do? at myself all. I was going to say read the Bible. My R came out funny there for a second. But I think that's important. You know, in order to be ready for a second return, you have to know what to look for. Right. For it coming. Um, I don't think it's that complicated. No. At the end of the day. I feel like a lot of people want to make it complicated. They want to make it this big, scary thing where you just have to be ready on the dot, you know, and you do, but it's not a difficult task. Yeah, but you, to get you don't have to sit there and wonder either. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's you like, accept okay, the- Jesus Christ into your life as your savior. You do your best in every way to follow the lifestyle and the outlines that are laid out for you. Um, two major rules that you need to follow. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you'd have done to you. And love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, strength, heart. Everything that you are. Yeah. yeah. And then do your best to do the rest. You know, there's this misconception, I think, that you have to be perfect to be saved or you have to be perfect to be a Christian or to be pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's just not the case at the end of the day. Yeah. I've never found that anywhere. That's a misconception. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So it's like we put it there ourselves. We read it right. into it ourselves. Right. I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal to be ready. I think you just got to be ready and stay ready, basically. And you don't have to make it to be more complicated than it is. And I think that's what the biggest problem with a lot of people, they've overcomplicated it. Yeah. And with overcomplication comes fear. And I think sometimes whenever you overcomplicate it and you put all of these qualifications on it and all of these anxieties about it, you're almost putting yourself in a higher position than God. Right. Because who are you to say that you have to do something whenever he's already given you the instruction? The way out. Patty, what are you thinking? I'm thinking that we still need to stand in faith. Yes. Because he said, when I come back, am I going to find faith? Yeah. He didn't want to know, are you saved? Because he already knows that you're saved. Right. Because you believe in him. But are you going to have faith in him? Yeah. So you have to stand in faith that he's not going to leave you behind. Nope. Because once you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, you're saved. Right. Now it's your turn, like Casey said, to be ready. Get ready by reading his word, loving your neighbor, doing the right things. Staying vigilant. Yes. Stay prayed up. Yep. Stay on fire for God. Try to do your best every day, one day at a time, and help others out. Yeah. Put others first before you. Yep. That's what Jesus wants you to do. Love your neighbor as yourself, just like Casey said. Yep. And don't lose hope. Don't lose faith in God. And love God with your all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes. Mark? It's right along the same lines. And that's the thing was we got to think about it is getting ready is a sacrifice. Yeah. It's making the choice to do something, just like running or exercise or playing music. It's preparedness, yeah. You have to take little steps first before you can get to the rest. You right. have to keep trying. You have to not get get discouraged. Like you know, oh my fingers hurt. They're getting calluses. I don't. I can't play right now. Those are gonna go away. The calluses are gonna go away, and they're gonna build up stronger. Right. And then you're gonna be able to. You're gonna be able to go longer. You'll be able to play more. You'll be able to do more. Right. So I've looked. I just typed it in. What should we do, seeing that the second the second coming of Jesus Christ is around the corner? Jesus is coming back. A lot closer than it was when it was written, that's for lot sure. closer than when we first believed. Yep. A lot closer than it was yesterday, I'll say that. 
So the first thing is, it says, live in the light of his first coming. It says, it said, do you want to be prepared for Jesus' second coming? Well, live like his first coming mattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, that one to me would be like, hey, be saved. Live as li, live like Jesus the first time he came the first time he came to this earth to create sacrifice and create the escape route for the second coming. You have to first that's step number one, become saved or be saved or be, recommit your life. Yeah, and I think there's a difference in getting right with the Lord or being saved out of a genuine want to be and out of fear. Yeah. I think that kind of highlights it, you know, rather than focusing on the admittedly can be anxiety inducing if you allow it to be. Thinking of the second coming and, you know, the the end of the world as we know it, as some people might say, then I don't think it's genuine if you're doing it out of fear. Yeah. Out of physical fear, not fear of the Lord as in you know, he is somebody to be feared. Right. Not scary. <laughs> Jesus talked about it in Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 27. Told about a, it as a parable. A nobleman traveled in a, to a foreign country to become a king. The nobleman called 10 of his servants, gave them each a mina, which is a coin, and told them, engage in my business until I come back. After the unspecified duration of time, which is Right now, what yeah, we're living unspecified in. Unspecified duration of time. Duration of time, the nobleman returned as the king and summoned his servants to give account of their faithfulness. Two servants had been productive with what was entrusted to them, but another servant had done nothing. Talking about the, the, the talents. talents. Yep. One buried him. <clears throat> he simply wrapped his mina in a cloth and hid it. The mistake... Or the mistake was he didn't act on the, what he professed to believe. He professed something about his master, but didn't live by his profession and lost the reward. So I found a verse that kind of fits. What, read what the first step was again. Live in the light of his first coming. So like his first coming meant something. Yeah. So Hebrews 9, 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Right. So the first time when people saw him, but when he left, he was carrying the sin to everybody. Next time he's coming back, there ain't no sin on him no more. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Not ours, not anyone's that accepts him. No. It it says, if you profess Christ as your Lord and live according to his or that profession, you will receive a reward when Jesus comes back. And the reward is eternity with him. Yeah. Number two, be discerning. I think the only way you can actually be discerning is if you're reading your Bible and know what is coming. You can't decide or discern what is happening or be be able to make an educated or an educated opinion on what's happening if you don't know. You have to be ready for it. Go ahead. Here's what discernment is. Looking at least the definition of it is one is the ability to judge well. Yeah. And the other it says in Christian context, perception in the absence of a, of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. So we're judge if we're going to be able to discern things. Yeah. We have to be able to judge well, but to be able to judge well, I think you have to kind of combine these because we have to understand that what is giving us the discernment about things, it's not coming from ourselves. We're listening to the spirit and leading that. That's what's telling us like, hey, this is wrong or hey, this is right. 
right. or hey, I we want you to do this. So it's not coming just from our own thoughts and our own ideas of how we want to do things if it's done in the right way. And let's just be clear. The warning in Scripture is consistent yeah, from start to finish. They don't have any discrepancies, you know, like saying, hey, this, this, and this, and then there's another one that you got to gotta choose which one. No, it's consistent yeah. through and through. So it, that one's pretty easy. Yeah, and like I've said sometimes in the, the, the Sunday School and the Bible studies, like whenever there are verses and things that are kind of open-ended, like there's a lot of things you can pick from them as to what they mean or what stands out to you. But of all the things, whenever it's a verse that's teaching something extremely important, it's straightforward. There's no other options. It's at most the two or three things that he's trying to say, and that's it. There's no room for error. There's no extra words. It's God's message. No interpretation needed. Right. The next one on here says, accept the uncertainties, meaning accept that you don't know no one knows the hour, nor the time, not even the angels, nor the Son of Man. I was going to say, Jesus said he didn't even know. Right. <laughs> so if we don't know, don't be worried about that. Just be ready. Let Here's my favorite one out of all of them. And you guys can kind of decide whether you like it or not. Don't lose hope. Yeah. Don't get so scared of what's going on that you can't do anything. You're paralyzed by fear, basically. Don't lose hope and. Honestly, this is the best thing that could ever happen to a Christian. Jesus coming back, that's our thats our guy, ain't it? That's our boy. <laughs> that's our guy. We want to see him. We're like, it's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we have this hope that he is, we're going to be with him in eternity, whether we die and make it there or he comes back. Either way. Yep. Be prepared. Don't be worried. What do you think about that one, Patty, about not losing hope? Don't lose hope. Or I guess you know what I keep thinking of those tribulation movies. Yeah, those are good. You know the Left Behind series. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the books. Are, I wish they would have made the rest of them because those books are so good. Those were not movies I should have seen as a young child. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. You would definitely see some uh, similarities to some of the things going on, but I think on, on at least the hope for some of the current stuff is we have to understand. In the context of the signs and things. Yeah. This isn't, I want to say this isn't the one that should really scare you. Right. It's just like I looked up before, it's like some of the different signs of the second coming. It talks about earthquakes, wars, and rumors of wars. That's what this is. Yeah. It's just pointing that more to for us to kind of realize that, hey, start paying attention, start making sure you're ready. Make sure everything's in order Prep. because right now you still have the time to do things. Yeah. But once those last signs are gone, it's no more time to do things. So we have, we have time. We have hope right now. Right. But if you look around you, there's so many people just dying suddenly. Yeah. yeah. To the left of you, to the right of you. I mean, there's just people dying for no reason. Yeah. No one is promised tomorrow. Pat. No, they're not. Not and even us. I think the the more prepared you are. <clears throat> the better. Yeah. You know, and I think the the more you share with your family, the better. I think, too, to go along with being more prepared, the more realistic you are about it. Yeah. The more. We're not talking doomsday preppers or zombie uh, apocalypse. Not even that. I'm just saying the most prepared I can be is saved. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I can't 
say that, well, I did this and I can do this to get ready. I can do that. It's all about what Jesus did for us. That's all I can do. And that's all I can hope for. And that's and all we can offer to anyone really else. not getting prepared as in to save your money up and get right. your stuff in line. Get no, we're talking ready. about the real preparation. It's, it, yeah, it's real preparation, guys. It's about getting right with the Lord that you're saved and that you're you're going to be set apart for the Lord and you're going to go home with him in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about because you can't take anything with you. Nope. Yeah. I know. Casey's up, Mark. Hey. Don't interrupt her. I didn't see. Hey. I was reading. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Casey. Okay. One of the, um, you said earlier, one of the things was don't worry about the uncertainties or become comfortable with it. Accept them, yeah. Yeah. There's one thing that you don't have to be uncertain about. Oh. And that's ooh, your own salvation. Right. And you don't have to be uncertain about anything else either. I mean, just because, sorry, I should put that down. Hey, Eli. It. <laughs> um, just because, you know, time may come where right. you can't, pay for money with things or pay for things with money yeah. or you might have some difficulties just because times are hard doesn't mean that god changed it all what are some of the names of god jehovah jireh Provider. i will provide jehovah nisi i'll fight your battles right mm-hmm. um i think it's Raphael is the healer yep yeah there's more of them than what I can, say, I can remember shalom is peace yeah mm-hmm. so you don't have to be concerned with what you don't know or how you're going to make it through and all of those names come from a time where they had to be They had to proven. have those things. They, they had, had to, to have proven. peace. They had to be provided for. Right. They had to have somebody to fight their battle for them. And God proved it. So don't worry about what's uncertain, because it's already been laid out, proved, and left for evidence that it's going to be taken care of. And really, it's not uncertain if you think about it. Exactly. Booyah. Thanks. Well, here we go. Number five. We got two more after this. Encourage one another. It's easy to get down when oh, yeah. things are ugly around you. Yeah. It's easy to look around and see all this, the missiles flying through the air, yeah. you know, I, the airstrikes, whatever's going on, because that's what the news is wanting us to see, you know, the bad stuff. It wants you to get fearful. And it's easy to get, fall into that. I would say it's a trap of yeah, fear. Definitely. It's easy to fall into that. But if you have someone around you that's willing to encourage you, reach your hand out towards you and say, hey, they ain't going to go, you ain't going to go through this alone. We're going to be together. And here's the other thing. You can look at all of that and everyone's trying to point to all these things happening. Oh, this is a disaster. It's all this like, it was written down for us that this stuff was going to happen. So it's more confirmation. It's, it, if anything else, besides giving hope, it even gives more proof or evidence to God's word being true. Right. You know, your dad talks all about all the time about, you know, the people that, Look out the side their window, see what chapter of uh, Revelation we're in right now. Right, it's it makes it hit home more when you go from your study. Right, and next thing you know, you flip on the news and you're seeing what you were reading about. Right, it's it's more not I wouldn't say realistic, but it gives you more of a hope that yeah, it's like okay, this is what this is right. The Bible's right, and then you can use that to be like a prayer or a praise partner, like Patty was saying, to lift each other up. It's like hey. We know this is coming. Right. It's been written down for thousands of years. We knew this was going to happen. Just like we know what's going to happen when that's all done. Right. We know Jesus is coming back. Right. Here's number six. Live as if today was the day. We got to do that. Every, we need to amend that because how do we know it's not? We don't. You got to live your last, live your day like it's your last day. 
Like that the country song, Live Like You're Dying? <laughs> Not like a country song. I'm just saying, that's just what I remember, okay? Don't go bold riding because you think Jesus is coming yeah, today. No, no, I'm just saying um, just the idea of it. Not the specific words of the song. Make conscious decisions as if. Because you don't know. Yeah. It could be. Not, it, even if it's not the last day, like time shall be no more, it might be your, your last, last day. day. Make decisions like it is. Love like it is. If you plan like it is, when that does happen, you'll be prepared. You'll be good. You'll be prepared. You'll be ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know, treat your family. Because sometimes we get into these little tiffs, you know, and it's like you want to get mad and just write somebody off or just yell at them and be like, get away from me, you know. But then sometimes my mind, I don't know about anybody else's, but it's like, man, what if it, what if, what if I don't ever see him again? Yeah. What do you do then? I seen this really cool post on 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 uh, TikTok. It was a, a quick video, and it was a guy preaching a sermon. It was just like a ten second clip. It's like he was talking about his relationship with his wife, and they're like, "Think about this: if you ever get mad at your wife, just know that there'll be a time when one of you goes away, and you have a little bit of time to love each other. Act like that. Same thing with your family. One of us isn't going to be here one of the day." All of us are going to, all of us have our day. We have all an expiration date. There, yeah. There is an expiration date for every one of us. Let's love each other, care about each other, work for each other, pray for each other, praise with each other like it's the last one. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Booyah. All right. Here's a, <laughs> we haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> amen, booyah. <laughs> yeah, the amen. I may have to uh, amend that shirt instead of it just saying booyah. It might have to be amen, booyah now. <laughs> All right, last one, and we're going to finish this thing up. Keep on doing the work Jesus left us to do. Casey, what's the work he left us to do? To go into all the nations and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Perfect. Thanks. Perfect. That's all there is. You, there's no, that, that's the work. I mean, and, that, and we've touched on it. All the, the love, the care, the concern, the, the working for putting others above yourself. And the, the greatest thing you can do to show your love for somebody is tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, you talk about, we can, I, I bring this up a lot. The um, gentleman who wrote the vast majority of the New Testament, the biggest thing he ever wanted to talk to people about was Jesus Christ on the cross and the resurrection. Any of the other little details, whether they were Greeks, Jews, Romans, whatever, he didn't care about that stuff. He wanted them to know about who Jesus was and what he did. To him, nothing else mattered. And that's what kind of what we're supposed to do. That's the only yeah. thing that should matter. You know, these name tags and things that we throw on, what is it? Uh, I think your dad and other people all say they're either going to fall off or burn off. Yeah. And if they don't, and if that's name tag or that ideology or however you want to say it, is it worth it keeping you out of heaven? Yeah. In Acts, I don't think in so. Acts chapter one, when Jesus ascended back into heaven, they all stood there looking at the sky. What happened, Mark? Two angels appeared. Two angels. He said, Why, Why stand are, you here gazing? Gazing. Sorry, I got some of that memorized. Guess what? <laughs> Jesus is coming back. Get to work. You will see him come again in like manner as you have seen him leave. I know I paraphrased part He's of that. He's coming back. Do what I he has commanded you to do. The command is not different today. 
Don't stand there looking for him to come back. Get busy. There's people we love out there that need to go to heaven. I want to find it here while you're finishing on that. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, 9 through 8 through 11. Not that part. Unless that's in the same one. Nope, it's not. I'll get it on there. (laughs) Uh, In the same vein of what you're thinking about, I was looking for the actual job part of it, so I was trying to remember exactly where it was. So I just want to type it in here so I can get the King James version, not one of these other translations. Anyone that knows me knows I'm not a fan of mostly other translations. Whether that makes me even weirder or not, I don't know, nor do you I care. You can't get any weirder than you are. I was going to say, well, nor it's do fine. I care. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to, it's Matthew. I'm trying to get it typed in and make sure I got it right. Okay. Matthew 28. I think it's 16 through 20 or 17 through 20. Oh, go ye therefore into all the nations, teaching them to observe what I have taught you, um, preach, uh, teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's 19 and 20, but yeah. It starts out <laughs> with the... I'm gonna give, well, we got to have all the content. That's Let's hear right. It. Let's hear it, Mike. So st- I'm going to start with... This uh, is the command that This is the command. This is... In if, Acts. If you're... If you're reading along when we talk, when we're doing these verses in the Bible, which I, I know we haven't talked about, I recommend it. If you're I listening to us and we bring yeah. out a verse, Read look it. it up. Make sure we're right. You Tell know? us if we're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Don't Feel free. Separate. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief on some, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will be the first to admit it. All right, let's hear it. This but, is the command they're talking about in Acts. The angels yep. came down and said, get to work. Yep. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. So they were going where they were told to go to. Yep. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. May have been Thomas, may have been the others. You know, They were not sure what they were seeing. They were still a little shell-shocked. Yeah. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Not to us. He didn't say it's given to you guys. Give it to him. It's given to him. But then with that power, he can give out jabs. Right. Like when you have your work, you're, if you had the guy who's the boss, he's the one that gets to hand out the job. Right. You're still working for the boss. Yep. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Yeah. So he gave, we got to get kind of the mindset they had. They went where he told them to be. And even though they doubted because they thought he was gone, some of them recognized who it was, who it was. And they stuck around to listen. They stuck around to listen to what they were told to do. And then they went out and did it. So I guess what we're going to end it off tonight, leave you in thought, we're going to give you a cliffhanger. Do you believe enough in Jesus Christ to do what he says. And with that, we're going to say, love you. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey, both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.